Hi, this is Pastor Tom Holliday, and I want to welcome you to Daily Drive Time Devotions. We're going to be looking together at John chapter 15 this week. Today, we begin our look at that chapter with verses 1 to 3. And as we begin our look at this chapter, we are beginning a look at what Jesus says is the key, the key to living the Christian life. It is the absolutely indispensable key. And it's not me saying that. This is not some hype from some salesman, some preacher. This is Jesus Christ who says this. If you struggle with your relationships, John 15 teaches the key to a healthy relationship with God and others. If you're disappointed in your accomplishments, John 15 teaches the key to a satisfying, significant life. If everything seems to be going great, but there just seems to be something that's missing, John 15 is the key to everything that's missing. Jesus has a word that we're going to be looking at together as we go through this chapter about the satisfying, significant life. The word is fruitful. And Jesus shows us in this chapter the way to a fruitful life, the way to a significant life. He tells us that the way is abiding in him. He talks to us about how life works. Jesus talks to us about the realities of life. And I love the way that Jesus often makes things astoundingly, astonishingly simple and yet extremely deep. In John 15, 1, he does that. Jesus says in John 15, 1, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. This is the last of the I am's in the book of John. Remember, there are seven I am's. We've looked at Jesus saying, I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the light of the world. All of these seem so significant, and they, they build towards this one, which at first glance doesn't seem as significant. I am, I am the vine? What is so significant about that? Well, for everyone who's ever looked at a picture of an eagle and immediately thought of America because it's a symbol of America or a picture of a maple leaf and immediately thought of Canada because it's a symbol of Canada, you understand the significance here. This vine that he talks about here, it is a symbol. It is a picture of the people of Israel. The vine was etched on the face of the temple. Israel had often in the Old Testament been compared by God to a vine. The truth is not always to a good vine. Later in the Old Testament, God says that Israel had become a a wild vine, a vine without fruit. It had in it the promise of life, but it it was not bearing fruit. In Psalm 80, verse 8, you brought us out of Egypt as if we were a vine. You forced out other nations and planted us in the land. But then in Jeremiah 2.21, but I planted you as a special vine, as a good seed. How then did you turn into a wild vine that grows bad fruit? So when Jesus talked about a good vine, when he talked about good fruit, that was a truth would have reverberated in the heart of every, everyone from Israel. In fact, this very night, as they're going to walk soon from the upper room to the Garden of Gethsemane, they're most likely going to walk past the temple. They're most likely going to walk past vineyards. They're going to see the vine. And when Jesus says, I am the true vine, he's saying, I am the fulfillment of all that's in this picture. Draw your life from me, Israel. Draw everything from me. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Jesus is the gardener in this vineyard, and some people say a vineyard is a more difficult gardening task than any other. It requires more constant care, more wise care than any other pursuit in our agriculture. And God is the one who gives us, his people, that care. He is the one who tends our lives. He's the gardener. We were created in the Garden of Eden. 
God has the power as the grower of everything. So anytime you're gardening, you're being reminded of God's work. There's no higher work than gardening because God is the gardener. He's the gardener of our lives. Jesus says, I am the vine. I am where the life is. God is the gardener. He is the one who gives the life. So what does that leave for you? What does that leave for you and me? Jesus is the vine. God's the gardener. I, I am a branch of the vine. Useful people, people who live significant, fruitful lives have gotten a handle on exactly who they are. And God says, here's who you are. You're, you're a branch. And he's very honest with us about branches. John 15, two and three. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Here is this vine, this vineyard, where the vine is under the care of the gardener. And here are the branches that are dependent on the vine. And where that growth happens, the fruit will be. And so the simple key to growth in my life, in your life, is this. Don't try to be the gardener. Don't try to be the vine. Be a branch. What does the gardener do? Well, only God has the right to do what the gardener does, the right to judge others, cut off those who do not trust in Christ. That's the one who doesn't bear any fruit. This is the fruit of faith here. Only God has the right to prune. He is the one who cuts off and cuts back. Don't don't try to be the gardener. Now, this phrase that Jesus uses, he cuts off every branch, has some people frightened, and so there's a lot of talk about what the fruit is. I'll show you uh, as we walk through this this week why there are so much interest. Is this fruit prayer? Is it joy? Is it love? Is it all of those? Is it reproducing the life of the vine? Is it being like Christ? The truth of the matter is all of this is caught up in what it means to be fruitful. If I'm bearing no fruit, what should I do? Some people get afraid and think, I don't see enough fruit. Does that mean God's going to cut me off? What should I do? If I'm bearing no fruit, I get attached to the vine. Some try to bear more fruit on their own energy to prove that they are worthy to be attached. That will never work. You are attached even though you're not worthy. And it's only through being attached that you bear fruit. Never get that one backwards. It's a frustrating life. In fact, it's a devastating life if you get that one backwards. To be like Christ, I got to remember my place in the garden. I don't become like him by judging others. I don't become like him by depending on myself for life. I am a branch. So I say to myself, in fact, you might even say this to yourself in your mind right now, I am a branch. And as you're saying that, there's a sentence that follows that. God tells us the truth. If you're a branch, here's the truth. You will be pruned. I am a branch. I will be pruned. Branches have to understand pruning. If you don't understand pruning, you will be continually confused in your life in Christ. You'll be continually asking, what What is God doing to me? You see, pruning, we know this in a garden. We know this with a vine. It's unavoidably necessary to produce fruit. So to qualify for pruning, I've got to be bearing fruit. It's the fruit-bearing branches that are pruned. And the reason for pruning is so that I can bear more fruit. If I don't understand that, it can get very confusing in life. I can say, God, why are you pruning me? I'm bearing so much fruit. I can say, God, why don't you wait? but God knows what he's doing. The vineyard, the grapevine, is a perfect picture because those vines need drastic pruning. Sometimes 90 to 95% of the branches pruned in order to give more fruitfulness. And sometimes I look at my life, you look at your life and think, God, why so much change? Why did you change this? Why didn't you let that keep going? The truth of the matter is, God's work in your life, in my life, 
is under one simple criteria, and that is, how can I get the most fruit out of this branch? You see, if your goal is the greatest length of a branch or perfect leaves on the branch, the most beautiful branch in the vineyard that everybody can be very, very impressed with how long and beautiful this branch is with all these leaves, then you're going to miss out on God's best. You're going to miss out on what God's doing. But if your goal is God's goal, the fruitfulness of the branch, then pruning begins to make sense. You understand what God is doing. Now, even understanding doesn't mean, doesn't mean you don't go through the simple truth that pruning hurts. Pruning hurts. From the perspective of the branch, there is no pruning without pain because there's something that is lost. But in much of their pain, here is the, here's the lesson of pruning. In much of our pain, there is the promise of fruit. I grew up in an area of Northern California that's, that's called the wine country. I mean, you couldn't go five minutes without seeing a grape vineyard. I remember that in the, in the summer, those grape vineyards were beautiful with the green leaves and the, and the fruit that was coming on or was ready to be harvested in the fall. I remember in the fall, right after the fruit was harvested, the, the vineyards were still beautiful because they had the leaves that were turning to golds and reds, and you'd look at them and see the beauty of them. But in the springtime, the pruning would happen. And when the pruning happened, the vineyard didn't look nearly so beautiful. In fact, it looked pretty bare. It looked like not much was happening. But the truth of the matter is, everything was happening. The gardener knew just what to do to get the best fruit out of the branch the next year. And maybe, maybe you're going through a time of pruning in your life right now. If so, what do you do? You trust the gardener. You realize that he is working for his fruit in your life. Not only the fruit of how many results you produce, but also the fruit of the Christ-likeness that he's producing in your heart and in your life. God knows what he's doing. Yes, pruning hurts. But yes, the gardener knows what he is doing. Now, when it comes to being a branch, you have to understand what it means to be pruned. But as we continue to look through John, we're going to be talking tomorrow about the most important task of a branch. But I'd like to end today by talking to God and thanking him. God, we thank you. We thank you that you are the gardener, that we can trust you. We can trust you as the judge. We can trust you as the one who prunes. We thank you for who you are. And Jesus, we thank you. We thank you as the vine, the one from whom I can draw life today. And thank you for helping me to understand who I am. I am a branch. I recognize who you are. I recognize who I am. And I pray, Jesus, in the simplicity of that, there would be joy. There would be the joy of living out who you've made me to be. There would be the joy of understanding that even when I don't understand what's happening, you do. You're the gardener. I can trust you. And so I trust you as much as I ever have. I trust you with my life today. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> 